Good evening, dandies. Welcome to Undetermined, the podcast. Again, Brett, I'm Matt. That's John. Thank you for coming on with us. Yeah, it's my pleasure, fellas. Yeah, man. We haven't heard from uh, Lucas. It's It's been a, a while back. Yeah, we had him on. Uh, it's like a year and a half now. Yes, in the before times. Yes, in the before times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you guys did Luke in uh, West Plains, I saw, right? Yeah. Yeah. Technically, uh, Caulfield area down at the river. Nice. Down that way. Yeah. He came out to see us, though. That was a beautiful spot. Nice little river house there. Oh, cool. That was a great place to record. Beautiful, bucolic country. And that's the last time I was there. Yeah, same. Last time I was just about anywhere. You boys ready for some football? Yes. Oh, man. I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm a huge Chiefs fan. Yeah, me too. I'd imagine. You're, for, you're from Lee Summit, right? Is that right? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was born and raised in uh, in Lee Summit, just outside of Kansas City. So, and that's where I reside now. I've I've kind of been all over the place. Lived in Springfield for five years, and uh-huh. lived downtown for a little bit, and then lived in Olathe for a little bit, and then finally settled here in Lee Summit. So, right on. That was your birthplace and whatnot. Well, technically, I guess I was born in Kansas City. My parents moved out to Lee Summit. I think when I was like two or three. Yeah, it's all the same. Yeah. 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 Still Missouri. Yeah. So what's the spread, man? What's the score going to be? Let's uh, call it let's call it now and embarrass the shit out of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I, <I'm> a, <laughs> I got to go Chiefs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely going Chiefs. I don't think the uh Bucks are going to be able to score too many points to be honest with you. I think it's going to be maybe 40 to 27 or so, something like that. Yeah, I'd like to see them by 10. Yeah. I, th- I I think I'm going with Vegas on the spread and saying by three. Yeah. Play it safe, but shit, a lot of people are calling for young moms to pull this off. Yeah. If it's a blowout, it's going to go the Chiefs way. I, I think that. Brady's had enough, man. He's had enough. Yeah, he has. I'm done with Brady. It's pretty unbelievable, though. I mean, for him to leave one of the best teams in the NFL to go to one of the worst teams in the NFL <laughs> and then bring them to the Super Bowl in his first year. That's, I mean. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I I, uh, I hate the guy, but I got to give him credit. I know. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I personally also think he's the devil. But, I mean, bringing that franchise where he had, you know, but but I still think that every every NFL god has got to have that wavering game, you know? Right. That one where it's like, yeah, you can't pull down every Super Bowl. Well, he hasn't either. I mean, he's already oh, yeah. he's lost three. He's lost three. It's very impressive, right? He's he's at sixty six percent on Super Bowls right now. So yeah, I'm just shocked that he's uh, he's not going to retire yet. He's he's going to keep it going. I, I think this was the reason he he wanted to lose that. Is it Brady or Belichick? Yeah. Question. Get that out of the way. Yeah. I still got to go with the spread all in all, I think. And I'm just, I guess I'm so surprised. I mean, because most uh, Super Bowl predictions you see online, everything else, just like, it's a toss up. It's like, of course it is. You know, it's yeah. right. the two best teams in, in any division. Of course, it's a toss up. But I am surprised a lot of people aren't just, you know, 
playing it safe and saying, "Now oh, look at uh, Brady's record and look at all of his wins." And yeah, fortunately, this isn't going to go out until after the Super Bowl, so we can make okay. we can make predictions and just I'll edit the shit out of them. There you and go. We'll we'll be right no matter what. We'll just right. make a deep a deep fake. <laughs> take one right we'll, we'll do a post recording where we read off every score possible in football yeah. you know and then yeah. say the kansas city chiefs <laughs> just say 41 okay <laughs> now 42 <laughs> now i still think they got it though i do yeah, I'm not a monster Chiefs fan. I mean, I'll root for him in this scenario, of course. Uh, right, as people who follow the show know, I'm uh, from Chicago land area, so so Bears fan. Huh? Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's just sort of embedded in you, right? In, in life at, a, at an early age. You know, I, I can't remember who it was. It said about like a, being a Cubs fan. It's like, well, if I stop liking them now, they're going to start winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you just can't, you know. Right. Well, I know, I'm sure, Brett, you've had the experience. Like, if you live in Kansas City, you you have to live with the Chiefs almost. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a yeah. thing. If you want to have something to talk to people about and you live in Kansas City, just get to know the Chiefs. It's true. It's true. Chiefs and Royals, too. I mean, the Royals, though, they, they struggle. They really, really struggle. We had a good few years there, but now we're kind of back to ground zero again. Here. Yeah, it was nice while it lasted. Yeah. I, I didn't expect to have that. So, yeah. you know, I really expected the the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl before the Royals ever went to the series again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian and I always have an ongoing bet every year, and it's a, I mean, I don't know why I make this bet every year, but it's a dollar for dollar, game for game. Royals versus Cardinals mm. season. Uh, <laughs> and I think I think I won once, maybe. <laughs> but I'm just shoveling money. But I, I kind of, this is actually, I got to get your guys' opinion on this. All right. So we had this um, 20, let's see, when was this? 2016, probably. Yeah, we were recording uh, Heart Shaped Mountain. We were in the studio. Mm-hmm. And Brian and I made a, a bet, $100 bet, Ooh. that within five years, the DH would be uh, across the whole season, you know, across both leagues. Mm-hmm. So got all the way to, you know, this year and then the pandemic hit and what happened? Uh, they, they changed the rules this year. Uh, and so, so I technically, I lost the bet, but I don't know if the, if that rule is going to stick around. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's where we're at right now. I got to figure out, I mean, I think I lost, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. But you still got to put an asterisk on the whole season. I know it's a major asterisk I, I, for everything. Yeah, I, I think for everything, you know. Yeah, sure. Who would have released what movie, what album, you know, everything in entertainment, sports is just shit, it's just so out the window. Oh, yeah, and I mean, granted, for me being like a Chicago fan, it's uh, you know, eh. Who cares? I mean, <laughs> I mean, Kansas City's not a big enough rivalry to me to really care. I remember telling Matt, like, after he moved to Kansas City for a couple of years, like, yeah, I can get on board with the Chiefs winning every once in a while. He's like, yeah, and why not, uh, you know, why not Green Bay throw them? I was like, let's not get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Give him an inch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was one of the weird things, too, like even watching the playoffs and, and, you know, watching the championship games. It was almost like somebody like pulled a, uh, you know, one of those 
New Year's Eve uh, poppers at the end. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just like, wow, it's so quiet. There's nobody there. Unbelievable. You know, and this is the championship. Yeah. Yeah, it has been different. And one of my last big public hurrahs was going to a Super Bowl parade, which is a pretty good way to go out. Sure. There you go. Yeah. If you're going to have to be in lock-in for a year. Yeah, I had uh, I got my hands in a lot of pots. You know, when we're not touring, I um, I run an event space in Briarcliff. Oh, yeah. And we had a chief signing there with Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and who else is there? Demian Williams and a couple others. And it was one of the last big events that we did too. There was about 1500 people. Nice. Got to meet those guys and take pictures and get autographs. It was pretty cool. Took shots with Tyree Kill. It's kind of interesting. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's, nice. That's some cool points. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. He's probably sober in like five minutes. Just his metabolism so fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that dude's fast. Oh man. So fast. Yep. I don't know. Any calls on yardage? Anything else like that? I saw somebody saying like like Mahomes like three hundred and eighty yards or something. Prediction? Blech. I think yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he seems to be prone to injuries. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think. Well, they've got Sammy's going to be active. I think so. That's that's some good reassurance there. And yeah, we have a little tragedy with uh, Andy Reid's son too. Yeah, I feel horrible. Yeah, for that family. Yeah, that was that was a bad ordeal. Man, I read some uh, thing, uh, just a blurb the other day. Anyway, didn't have time to really read the article about uh, the whole program for the Chiefs almost getting shut down from a barber, wasn't it with COVID? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. mm-hmm. tested positive for COVID. Christ, it's so far reaching. I mean, you wouldn't think that would be the thing. You know, that could have ended it. That could have squashed yeah. it. Crazy. Yep, unprecedented. Never seen anything like it. Insane, man. Hopefully, we're on the uh, backside of it here, though. I hope so. Matt, did you get your second shot yet? <laughs> uh getting it on monday mm, don't look with that oh you got uh you got the shot yeah nice i i'm i'm lucky yeah still i that, that doesn't mean i can't spread it i think is my understanding of it so yeah still want to be careful right with it but i'm happy that i got the shot i wish they had it for kids yeah i'm just happy you won't get it less people to get it the better yeah exactly yep my wife got her second shot this week so we're both yeah going to be in pretty good shape say part of me wants to bitch that i'm just like you know i hear about the rollout and and i know i'm in the category right now it's supposed to be vaccinated but that you know mu keeps telling me just like we don't have any sorry just hang in there really that's weird that is weird yeah they don't have them but i figure every time every time i hear about somebody getting the vaccine i'm not going to complain i'm just like you know that's one less person uh you know that can give it to me so it all helps and plus by the time i start bitching I'll get lined up for an appointment. Yeah. You know, and then I'll look like, then I'll look like a douchebag. <laughs> but yeah, before we get uh, too far, we should probably introduce who we're talking to. Maybe. Yeah. Cause we're terrible at that. We're awful at it. <laughs> hey, Brett. Hey, <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> uh, sure. My name's Brett Anderson. I play guitar mandolin in Ha Ha Tonka. Yeah. One of our favorite bands. Yes. One of my favorite bands. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, man. We're glad to have you. Absolutely. We got a little bit of a connection through West Plains, and and uh, I know you're not a West Plainsian. I actually, I think that they've 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 brought me in as their own, though. You know, in fact, Ooh. we uh we kind of play these tricks on people sometimes. Where when I'm down there, when Lennon was in the band, we used to go 
out, you know, to bars and stuff. And they'd introduce me and be like, you guys don't remember Brett? He was graduating <laughs> in the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you people were, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah exactly. How the hell you doing, man? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I went to, uh, to their uh, grade school reunion, the tw- like, mm-hmm. reunion oh, or something yeah. like that, which is pretty funny. Yeah, my mom was their teacher in high school. Oh, okay. Well, I lived there for 15 years and nobody ever accepted me. <laughs> Gosh. West Plains is a, yeah, it's an interesting town. It's it is. It is. Tight knit. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. definitely getting more and more conservative down there. Yeah. I always thought it was funny that Luke wanted to move back because he's, he's kind of thriving down there. Yeah. That's sort of his element, though. He's He's got his farm and his dogs and all that stuff going on for him, so. How's his still doing? Last time we were talking to him, he was building a still. He bought a he bought a real fancy one. Uh-huh. And when we were in the early stages of writing the new record, we started to test it out a little bit in his folks' garage. And he was still fine-tuning it. I know that he made like one batch of whiskey. It was like a cinnamon whiskey that was pretty good. Mm. But he was fine-tuning it for uh, vodka and gin. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And since then, I think that he's been so busy doing other stuff that he hasn't tapped into it as much as he'd like. We have a a friend who uh, did a lot of our photos for lessons. He did the album cover for lessons named Steve Lewis, who lives in New York, who uh, um, is a great bartender, mixologist, I should say. Mm -hmm. He was actually going to. Uh, thinking about moving to West Plains to help Luke with that still, and they were going to maybe start. Yeah, try to start there. He probably made the right choice not to. Yeah, (laughs) he's still thinking about it. I don't know if he's going to happen. We'll see. You know, living in New York, he, uh, I mean, everything's shut down there. He can't really work hardly, so so he's looking for something different. But he's been in New York for, man, I don't know, five, ten years now or so. Nah, there's a lot of good people down there. It's a beautiful area. I got a lot of family down there. I'm related to half of West Plains. (laughs) But growing up at least some of the, you hooked up with those guys at uh, in Springfield in college, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I was down in Springfield from 2000, and then I left in 2005. I met them, I want to say maybe 2003. So there was a battle of the bands at uh, Missouri State that I had entered with this band that I was in, and, and then the band that Brian and Luke started, the original band, Amster Band, was the was the name of that band. Yeah, they were at the Battle of Bands event as well, and I was watching. I was just so entertained because the, they had, they had a full horn section mm-hmm. at this time, and then <laughs> Luke, all he did was basically take his clothes off on stage. That's pretty much <laughs> uh, how he got fans. And That's a show. it was just really entertaining. Yeah. And I was like, man, yeah. I, I really, I, I gotta, I gotta be a part of this in some way, shape or form. So after, mm-hmm. after they got done playing, I walked up to Brian and I said, Hey man, you know, uh, you guys are great. And I was wondering if you're looking for another guy, you know, or another guitar player. And he said, ah, well, actually we're, we are looking for a keyboardist. Mm. I was like, man, well, I actually, I play, I play piano, I play keyboard. He's like, really great. Why don't you come meet up with us? We do rehearsals on I can't it was like Sunday nights or something. It's like next Sunday. Why don't you come come by and do a little rehearsal and see what you got? It's like all right. Well, um, I didn't play piano at all. Had no idea. <laughs> uh, just lied uh, through my teeth. And so uh, that uh, next day, I was like, I was like, man, all right, <laughs> here we go. 
<laughs> so I went to Toys R Us, <laughs> yeah, and I bought like one of those sixty dollar like small Casio keyboards, like digital keyboards. Uh-huh. And on the screen, there was like five songs you could choose from. <laughs> one of them was like you know Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and like Mary Had a Little Lamb. Rock that shit out. <laughs> yeah, one of them was a Beethoven song. Or what was it? Who does for release? Mozart? Uh, Mozart, I think. Mozart, yeah. Yeah. So it was for release. So I was like, okay, if I can just learn how to play some of this, I think I can convince them mm-hmm. that I know how to play piano. So <laughs> it showed you exactly what, what keys to play. Like they lit up, you know, on the keyboard. And <laughs> just for like 12 hours a day, Monday to that Saturday, I practiced that uh, one song. Elmo says you did good. <laughs> so, yeah and then and then i i brought over my my casio keyboard to the rehearsal uh, and brian's like okay let's let's what do you what do you got and i played it and he's like oh god of course you did. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> and then slowly but surely they realized that i wasn't much of a pianist so i uh, right. gradually left that instrument behind and, and brought brought guitar and then i, I started playing mandolin and 2008 is actually when I first picked up that instrument. Wow. I didn't even have mandolin on any of the records until our third record. That's a that's a big jump, though. Yeah. The whole thing's like upside down. That's exactly what it is. I've tried messing with the mandolin. It's just like, ah, oh, it's so counterintuitive to my mind. Well, it's, it's literally an upside down guitar. Yeah. It's the same tuning as violin. But if you think of it that way, uh-huh. then you can kind of grasp it. And that's sort of how I, I taught myself. And I, I, I'm still not great at it, but I, I love playing it because I feel like I come up with different melodies when I play a mandolin versus playing guitar. Sure. So it's it's just nice to kind of have that, to mix it up a little bit. Right. They didn't have a Casio version. <laughs> they didn't have the Casio version <laughs> with a light up fret, fret. Otherwise, I would have bought that one for sure. <laughs> totally monsters mandolin. Yeah. File <laughs> three by the door shit. Yeah. That's incredible, though. I mean, we, we've talked to a few bluegrass artists like that who were able to pick that up that quickly. I just, man, boggles me. Yeah. I have I have small uh, fingers, too, so that helps as well. Yeah, that does help. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I got big sausage fingers. Keep wanting to go back to play bass just because of that fact, but. Oh, yeah. That's why Luke is perfect for bass. He has, he has huge sausage fingers, too. He always laughs about that. Yeah. Well, he didn't really know how to play before he joined up. Yeah, no, that was sort of the same situation. Actually, um, I believe the story there was Brian studied abroad in Germany, I want to say for six months, and he met a uh, drummer in Germany over there, and they just decided they were going to start a band. So Brian called up Luke and said, hey, I'm coming home in a month. I'm bringing a German drummer with me, and we're going to start a band, so you need to learn how to play bass. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, he just he just picked it up and you know started playing. Never took a lesson. It's funny how many people we've talked to that have stories like that. Oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, Lisa Umbarger from the Toadies is one of my favorite ones. She just worked in a record store with the guys, and Van was like, "I'm starting a band, and I want a girl bass player. <laughs> you want to do it? Uh, yeah, sure." So she you know went out, picked up a bass, and learned kind of how to play it, and definitely got better. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where you get some some of the the best stuff, though. Like, I mean, you know, if you look at uh, Meg White from White Stripes, right? Yeah. She's sort of the same situation, you know? Like, she wasn't the greatest drummer in the world, but what she was doing was perfect for what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, it's just very unique, very unique stuff. Yeah, that's one thing they said, or at least like Jack said about Meg's playing, was just that it was, you know, off like maybe a 30-second of a beat or something like that. But he said it had kind of a childlike quality right. that uh, he really liked. And yeah, and I can I can hear that the more I listen to it. You know, and that's, uh, that's really kind of purest blues in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. It's just, you know, you get the one sole guitar player or the one sole singer or something like that who's really good at what they do. And then he just he grabs a bunch of other people and says, come along with me. You know, they pull that out of them. Right. Well, and for me, if something's too perfect, it just starts to sound artificial. Yeah. Right. Especially nowadays, too, because you can literally make everything perfect with these programs, you know, like. Yeah. Tools and logic. And you can you can make it perfect if you want. Sure. Don't even have to be able to play. Nope. You know, so you met them in college there. Did you uh, guys all graduate together? Did you? We're all actually, I think, a year apart from each other. So Brian's the oldest. And then Luke's a year younger than him, and then I'm a year younger than Luke. Oh, so right down the line. Yeah, so uh, Brian graduated first, and then I think Luke, maybe he took an extra year to graduate, I want to say. Luke and I lived together for about a year after I graduated, before I moved back home. Oh, yeah. So we we spent some time together, a lot of time together. Good roommate, shitty roommate, you want to put him on blast? Uh, you know, <laughs> I love Luke, but he's not the greatest, the cleanest roommate of all time. Uh, I can see that. <laughs> Back then, we uh, we were with each other twenty four seven. I mean, we were we were living together. Yeah, we all worked at Domino's Pizza. Mm-hmm delivering pizzas and then you know of course we were touring together so our schedule back then was play shows thursday night friday night saturday night and then come back sunday and then we would all work at domino's monday tuesday and wednesday and i would work 16 hour shifts if i could because we were so poor back then we weren't making any money yeah it's really tough to pay the bills so we were just i mean down each other's throats yeah i bet and that's why i had to get out of there it was like dude i cannot live with luke anymore at this point yeah <laughs> roommates are great unless you're facing grinding poverty together yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter who you're with it could be the dalai lama yeah. and you're like fuck this guy <laughs> after a few days yeah. if all you're eating is baked potatoes yeah where did you live in in springfield uh we had a house i lived in from from let's see 2001 to 2004 to the to uh, halfway through 2004 i lived in a house um with my other college buddies and they graduated and then luke came in and he lived there with me for the rest of that summer 2004 and then we and then we moved into a house just right off glenstone mm-hmm. it was actually a really nice house yeah that's a nice part of town yeah, yeah and it was three bedroom and then that's when Lennon joined the band. He was living in Pennsylvania at the time. So Lennon actually moved in with us in our basement. And he lived with us for a few months until the basement flooded. And then he had to get out of there. So <laughs> And he moved in with Brian. It was really close to, um, what is that uh, pancake spot? Auntie Mays or Auntie? By Auntie Mays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really close to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think our, our rent was 400 bucks a month. Wow. And we had a, a detached garage where we stored the trailer we had a rehearsal room in the basement i mean it was it was it was pretty nice yeah that sounds nice mm. when i lived there i lived with five guys in a studio apartment oh right off the square at the arbor i don't know if you remember where that was it's like an old hotel yeah but... i do remember that yeah <laughs> yeah it was just like a 
hotel rooms that have been converted to apartments huh. like a hot plate. And I lived there with five guys oh, in one That's room. It's a, <laughs> yeah. a lot of dudes. Not for yeah. long, granted. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few months. I was the only one who held down a job. Springfield. Yeah. Good times in that town, though. Yeah, man. We, we've had some great times there. Town had a great scene. Yeah. I uh, worked at, you wouldn't have been there for half the stations I was at. US 97. Mm. I worked there for a while. Okay. The Camelot music, was it still there at that time in the mall? Oh, yeah. I remember Camelot music. I had the lame music store job. You know, I wanted to be like the cool indie music store guy. Yeah. <laughs> Work at the big corporate one. <laughs> I do remember Camelot music. <laughs> we we worked at uh, McSalty's, too. Me, Luke, and Brian. Did oh, man. Time, yeah. Which, that job was really funny because when you started working there, you actually made more money than if you worked there for like three or four years. It was so ridiculous <laughs> because the entry level position was the delivery drivers, oh. but you had to wash, you had to wash the dishes. So that, that was kind of the dichotomy there. So you got to go out and do deliveries and make that tip money, but you did have to wash all the dishes. And the more you worked there, then you became, you know, on the line or management and, they they paid you less, but you got to drink for free. Nice. Well, there you go. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of us did. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big part of your budget at that age. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't found anything outside of Springfield that really compares too much to McSalty's. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. It was really good pie. Really good pizza. Yeah. What's your favorite KC pizza? Um... My favorite, I mean, our go-to is kind of, is Minsky's. Yeah. But my favorite, my favorite is, there's only one shop. I, for some reason, they've never expanded, but it's in Independence called Tim's Pizza. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's that, it's kind of like that Funhouse style pizza. I don't know if you know Funhouse. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got like the really crispy bottom crust and then just a ton of toppings. Uh-huh. Um, and not much bread in there, but it's, yeah, Tim's Pizza is my favorite in Kansas City, but Minsky's is kind of the go-to. Yeah, I'm a big Minsky's fan. A chicken Alfredo. I just, oh. Yeah, they had, they just came out with a uh, a Joe's pizza, you know, Casey Joe's barbecue. Oh, yeah. I still can't stop saying Oklahoma Joe's. I know, I know. Oklahoma Joe's, yeah. Might as well. Everybody who listens will know what you're talking about. Exactly. It's got like burn-ins and pork on there. It's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be good. Matt, you haven't turned me on to a lot of pizza in Kansas City. I, I'm in Como. I'm in Columbia. We've had... Oh, okay. Nice. I've had John Waldo. Yeah, Waldo's pizza. good. Waldo pizza's good. That's a good staple. Waldo's one time. Yeah. That was good. That was good. I'm not a big pizza snob. Even being from Chicago, I'm not a big pizza snob. Yeah. I like New York pizza, Chicago pizza, you know, all that. What are you ordering tomorrow for the game? Tomorrow? Oh, doing... Uh, I usually cook food for, for Chiefs games, but um, yeah. tomorrow we're ordering a Q39 which is one of our favorite uh, barbecue joints. Yeah, they are good. You getting that Andy Reid special? Uh, I don't know. I know. He's got a special. special I'm trying to remember what it is now. Yeah, they do. uh, No, the wings there are are my favorite in Kansas City. I don't know what they do to them. They smoke them first, I think, and then they flash fry them. I don't know what they do, but they are so good. Uh, I haven't had their wings yet. Oh, you have to try them. They're so good. The best wings I've ever had are in Columbia. John and I discovered those together at a beer fest. D-Rose. Oh, yeah? D-Rose in Columbia. Yeah. As, 
They're insanely good. I will good. check that yeah. out because I'm at, like, I think chicken wings is my favorite food. So, yeah, I will definitely check that out next time. D Rose. It's, it's a smoked wing. Yeah, it's a smoked wing. It's, it's D apostrophe R O W E S. Okay. Guy was a former, I think, a former Mizzou player. Mm hmm. Open his own restaurant, D Rose, and it's a smoked wing, um, no sauce or anything like that. It's just a rub, hmm. but it's oh yeah, oh my god, they're so good. I do love smoked wings, so good. Yeah, that's what I usually do at home, smoke them. Right? Yeah, yeah. Matt got the recipe really close one time. Yeah, I tried when he got a smoker. It was very close. I like smoking wings. Yeah, we might have to do that tomorrow if they're not slammed. I don't know though. Still looking forward to the game. I'm so looking forward. I'm, it's killing me. I've, we just moved into a house in Waldo. Oh, nice. And it came with a bar. Great. <laughs> so I've been stocking the bar for the last couple of months. What else are you going to do yeah. in a pandemic? Yeah. And I've got all my Chiefs gear set up yeah. around there. And my wife gave me permission. That was like the one thing I could do was decorate the bar in the house. And I'm like, mm. I'm going for it. <laughs> and it's just all chiefed out. Nice. And I'm like, I got the fucking Super Bowl <laughs> happening tomorrow, and I can't have a single person over. Yeah, I know. I feel like Jack Nicholson, uh, Nicholson, The Shining. It's like you know, <laughs> talking yeah. talking to yourself. <laughs> oh, I really want to have people over. I, I like Waldo a lot. I spent I spent a lot of time down there over the years. Yeah, I'm really liking living here. What's the? There's a Greek restaurant that's pretty close to Waldo that I used to go to all the time. I can't think of it right now. There's uh and I haven't checked out all the places over here yet. I know there's a, like a Euro place called Max's yeah. that I, I wanted to check out. Yeah, I've been there. That place is awesome. Is it good? Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can't think of this other place though. Um, I'll I'll think of it at some point. Yeah, there's yeah. Waldo's got some there's some good stuff going on around there. It's, they got a Summit Grill down there now. I saw, which is one of my favorite KC local. Yeah, Summit's good. Oh my god, they've got a taco joint too now. Yeah, right next door. I saw that. Yeah, I haven't been there yet, but I imagine it's pretty good. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's really, really good. Oh, the corn. Get the corn. Hmm, okay, the corn. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded very passionate about that corn. <laughs> You'll see why. Okay, yeah, it's good. One day, God, I hope so. One day, yeah, yeah I'm ready to break free. I'm ready yeah. to break free here. How are you guys doing? How's the band doing with all of this? Well, you know, we kind of got stopped dead in our track. We were just on our way, working on the new record. We actually, about this time last year, we had scheduled our first recording session with Joel Nanos at Element Recording Studios here in Kansas City. So we did. We went in there and we recorded, I think, six or seven songs. Actually, James and I, uh, James is another member of our band. Mm-hmm. He plays keyboard and guitar, and we're me and him are actually doing all the mixing for the new record. On the side, we do these uh, contract gigs for this company called Premium Beat, where it's uh, huh. a lot of corporate sounding stuff um, for commercials and YouTube mm-hmm. and all that. So we've been doing that for the last five or six years. So we've kind of harnessed our uh, mixing and recording chops. So we're going to take on the next record. But anyways, we we went in with Joel and we recorded all the sounds that we wanted for about six songs, I think. And uh, kind of got going on it. Me and James started mixing everything. And then we set up our second session for April of last year. And then everything kind of just, you know, stopped. And then we, we kind of talked about what we wanted to do. We were still thinking about maybe trying to finish it, hoping that, you know, things might clear up by Thanksgiving, which they obviously didn't. They got much worse. Right. And then, you know, Brian lives in Germany. Uh-huh. He couldn't even travel. There was travel bans, um, and so, and I think they, I think there's still travel bans. Yeah, they're going in and out. Yeah, 
So we're kind of just at a crossroads right now because we got this new record. And then also there's, I'm sure you guys have heard about uh, Bloodshot, mm-hmm. the label we've been on since uh, 2007. They've they've been through some hardships this year as well. So we're really just kind of figuring out what we're going to do. And we got we got some prospects um, in the works that we're really excited about, actually. We have a meeting with some people on Monday that we're going to be talking to. So, yeah, I mean, things are, are doing good, and we are going to finish this record hopefully this year. We may have to do it kind of remotely yeah, in hopes that we can, uh, you know, play at least one show this year, <laughs> which would be yeah. 100% more than, than last year. We didn't play a single show in, in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw you guys, your Thanksgiving show here in, at the record yeah. bar. That, that was the last show that we played, uh, which is such a bummer. Was it your sister that got engaged? So that, yeah, so my sister got engaged and they ended up still getting married. They got married down in uh, Big Cedar mm-hmm. in Branson. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, it was just a much smaller crowd than they anticipated. Yeah. But it right. uh, still, it was still great. You know, it, was, it, it did what we could and it was awesome. So, yeah, that all worked out, which I'm happy it did for them. Well, congratulations to them. Yeah. Congratulations to them. Yeah, absolutely. So, with Brian being in Germany, are, are you guys sort of used to sharing tracks online and, and stuff like that before this even hit? Or would you kind of save that for when he came back? Yeah, I mean, so we've all been separated for many, many years now. Uh-huh. So I moved to Kansas City in 2005. Luke moved up here as well um, in 2006, I think. And then Luke ended up going to... Uh, he he moved out to Chicago for a little while, then he was in San Diego for a little while, and then he moved to New York for a little while, and then Brian moved out to Santa Barbara. He was out there for many years, and so we've always kind of like started the songwriting process digitally, <clears throat> where either Brian or I will send kind of small snippets of melodies around, kind of get a feel, see what everybody's thinking, mm-hmm. and then when we get enough, then we just kind of schedule a a, a session like a jam session i guess you would say where we get together and we just kind of go over each song and try to make structures and turn them into tunes so that's kind of what we're doing now i mean we did that with the last year we had these snippets ideas we went down to west plains we kind of worked them out and then we recorded them in kansas city and then you know there's still about five or six songs that are still out there that we need to work on uh, as a group yeah so that's kind of what we're waiting on so we might we might end up doing is there's there's three kind of acoustic tracks uh-huh. and we might we might end up just kind of going with those and, and seeing what we can do, you know, virtually mm-hmm. and seeing how we can make them sound. And so that way it'll be kind of a neat record because we'll have, you know, f- six songs, I think six songs that we did kind of live. And then we would have like four or five songs that will be like virtual. Oh, I love that shit. We kind of get both stages of, you know, pre-COVID and <laughs> during COVID. So it could be a really neat contrast. So we'll, we'll see. I like those kind of mixed concept albums, though, where yeah. they've got like, you know, a few a few live tracks thrown in and then some studio tracks thrown in. And yeah. I think that gives you a good sampling, good smattering of what everybody's working on. Yeah. Always enjoyed those. It's kind of where we're at now. Like I said, we got, we're talking to some people mm-hmm. and we're going to try to figure out a timeline for what we want to do with this, with this thing. And we're, we're going to know a lot more about that um, next week. So once we, once we, cause we've been, we've had two conference calls already about this stuff and we're going to try to work out all the details and get some timelines going and 
yeah, hopefully put something out in 2021. Yeah, everybody was expecting it to come out. I, you guys had even talked about it at the last show, like, oh, we'll have something coming out soon. And Yeah, we, we were supposed to turn, our goal was to turn in the record by July 1st of 2020. That was the goal, turn it into Bloodshot. <clears throat> and then, you know, as I said, not only did COVID hit, our label got hit pretty hard as well. Uh, that's a shame. I love Bloodshot. Yeah, it's it's just, it's it's it really is a shame. You know, it really, really is. It is. We've got several artists that we're a fan of on Bloodshot. Yeah, I saw you guys sent the, uh, the William Elliott Whitmore uh, podcast to me the other day. Yeah. He's a great dude. Yeah, he is a great dude. Recently signed to Bloodshot in the last couple of years. He has great things to say about you guys, too. He re- he's a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, see. We I don't know if we've played any shows with him, but we've we've definitely. He came to. I know he came to one of our shows, and we played in Iowa. Mm-hmm. He's really good friends with uh, one of our friends as well, Samantha Crane, who's an awesome, incredible artist. As well. Yes, yes. I was just checking out some of her shit the other day. Amazing. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, she uh, she did a tour with us, and I don't know what year that would have been. It would have been the lesson, so probably like 2013. She did a tour with us, and we got to know her really well. Man, they're just great songwriter, excellent human being. Yeah, we need to get her on the show, Matt. Actually, you really should. She, and Native American artist, and, and yeah, just incredible. She, she's a, she's really really inspiring person too. So we're all friends with Mark Ballou. Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah so uh, Mark Ballou, we have a lot of history with Mark Ballou. Um, he really really helped us a lot when we were in Springfield. Brian actually met Mark. Brian, obviously a big, big Smith fan, um, as all of us are. Mm-hmm. So he went and introduced himself to to Mark and started working for his label. He had a real small label called Mayapple Records. Mayapple. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up putting out our first record when, when we were still under Amsterdam. Uh-huh. So Mark kind of helped us with that and uh, really just kind of showed us the ropes early on and things that we needed to do and, you know, guided us in the right direction. We met some of the right people. And so just a great guy and incredible songwriter. I mean, and guitar player, just all around all of those guys, mm. Big Smith, man, just they're, they're definitely Ozark legends. That's for sure. I never understood how they didn't become like more of a, just not even national, like international act. They're so good. Yeah. I know that there, I think there might've been some members of the band that didn't want to tour as much. And yeah, but I think if they would have like hit it real, real hard touring, you know, around the country and the world, I think they would have been a major, yeah, major player in, in that field. There's nobody like them. Nobody. They're, they're the best. I remember back in the day, like in the early nineties when internet just started to hit in the middle of the Ozarks or whatever. And I would email like Conan O'Brien or like late night shows and be like, you have to put Big Smith on your show. Yeah. So enough so that like one of the producers from Conan like eventually emailed me and said, stop suggesting bands for our show. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, awesome. Address me specifically. And you're like, okay, there's a, there's a place for this and you're not doing it right. <laughs> and just don't anymore. I'm like, but you don't understand. They're so great. You guys played on Conan. Yeah. Yeah, you did. We did. Yeah. Um, it was a great experience, man. It was it was interesting though, because we actually did a pre-recorded thing. It wasn't actually part of a live show mm-hmm. because the Conan was going on vacation. So they actually did two shows in one. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah. So we came in early and just 
we filmed or we yeah we did our stuff live i mean the the, the song was live but the show wasn't live mm-hmm. oh i see funny thing about it was is that after we got done playing then we got to sit in the audience so you were in the audience for your own <laughs> yeah we were in the, our own audience watching ourselves apparently <sighs> but it was kind of a bummer too because uh will uh will ferrell was the guest for for our show oh yeah and we didn't get to meet him because they had actually filmed that interview like two weeks prior oh, damn but we did get to meet let's see who was on that day tubin was on jeffrey tubin jeffrey oh, yeah. okay. he's in a lot of trouble right now but anyways we got to meet him yeah. <laughs> Briefly, and then, um, yeah, of course, we got to hang out with Conan for about 10 or 15 minutes, and he's exactly like he is on camera. I mean, he's yeah. the same. He's very witty and high energy. But yeah, I mean, it was great. It was a great experience. Really, really great experience. What was it like to just like, get that call? Um, so actually, it was, it was interesting because we were the ones who initiated it. Mm-hmm. James, uh, who's in our band, he, he, had played, he had played Conan before. So Conan's best friend is a huge fan of James's uh, other band, the Spring Standards. Okay. So that's how they got onto Conan the first time because Conan's best friend went and saw a show, Spring Standards show, and called up Conan's like, "Hey, these guys are great. You should get them on the show." And he did, which was so cool. I mean, they're not—they weren't a big band at all at the time. You know, they were just yeah, you know, this little tiny band from Delaware. So that same friend, when James joined our band, started coming to our shows. His name's Henry Crawford, and he became a fan of ours. So we were putting out the new record, and we were like, man, it would be so awesome to you know just push this as hard as we can, try to get on Conan. So yeah. we had our management email Conan. We had our label email Conan. We talked to Henry Crawford to see if he could email Conan. So we just kind of did this huge push, <laughs> like, hey, you know, begging Conan to have us on. And, right. Uh, I'm sure John's email was what put you over the top <laughs> yeah yeah exactly no honestly i was pulling for big smith at the time i didn't know it <laughs> but we also just happened to be you know going on we were on tour of the old 97s at the time yeah great band yeah yeah uh, we were i think it was maybe the first it was a big tour it was like a 50-day tour it was i think it was like the first week that we got the call from conan and actually they had a cancellation which is the reason why we got on so it was really lucky you know we pushed it really really hard just like this whole industry is it's very lucky but mm. we pushed it hard and, and we got it and we were super stoked i mean it was just it was just awesome you know being on tour of the old 97s getting that conan call i mean things couldn't have gone any better at that moment in time you know right oh, yeah that's a long way from McSalty's. yeah <laughs> yeah also played with a big uh, favorite band of mine, uh, the Reverend Horton Heat. Oh yeah, how how was that experience? How was that working with him? Oh great, he's he is the nicest guy. I mean, in the music industry, he's just always got a smile on his face. Him and his bass player Jim. Yeah, I met Jimbo a couple of times, but I never yeah. met the Rev. Oh man, just just real real sweet. I always you know after the show, I just say you know great show man. He just you know five minute conversation every single day, you know just about nothing and just real nice and friendly. And those tours were great for us because their fans really ate us up too. They were buying a bunch of our merch and it was oh you know, cool, just, yeah, really 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 nice. I think one of the best shows I saw theirs was in December here in Columbia, and they came out and decided to just do uh, Christmas songs. Oh nice like the whole set mm. and it was amazing it was so fun i mean like their version of green sleeves was just incredible yeah they put their own twist on everything they did yeah but it was just like you know the reverend or neat holiday special totally unexpected 
Yeah, man, what an amazing guitar player that guy is. He really is. He's so talented. And it had his age, too, up there. I mean, just it's, it's impressive. Sure. Any plans coming up for, I mean, are you tentatively scheduling any shows, summer, fall, anything like that? Or are you just playing it safe? We're, kind of, we're playing it safe. We, I think that we're hoping that we'll be able to come back for the Thanksgiving shows. That's kind of the hope. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we can get to herd immunity by the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. Things can start coming back. That would be the goal. But I think that regardless, we should be releasing something either in the fall, depending on where COVID's at. If it's not in the fall, then it's probably going to be pushed to the spring of, of 2022. But there should be a release happening. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have any songs that are ready to go? Pretty close. So we've, uh, I think there's three of them, two or three that all they really need is, is vocal tracks. Okay. We just have scratch vocals on them and we need to put harmonies down, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's two or three that are, that are about 90%. They just need the vocal tracks. Um, and the rest of them really just need, you know, a little bit of overdub, some extra percussion. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the record can be finished in the next three or four months if we really wanted it to. So we're going to, like I said, this week, we're going to talk about, uh, timelines and all that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any big uh, turnarounds or, or anything new that you're thinking stands out in the sound? I think that this one, it's it's got uh, at least the the live songs we did are pretty rocking. Mm-hmm. We're gonna try to like up tempo, but like I said, that the idea behind this one is we got those six kind of live in the studio tracks, uh-huh. and then let's try to get that contrast with the with the virtual more acoustic slower vibe. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's me and James doing a lot of the mixing and, and stuff. So I think you're going to hear a different Tonka sound just because of that, because me and James are involved. Mm. And I like a lot of ear candy, you know, and headphones, panning, yeah. things of that nature. So I don't know. It, it, we'll see. We'll see how people take it. But I think it's, I think, well, I mean, we're having a blast with it. And that's, that's kind of the most important thing for us. So, so you know, Brian hasn't spent too much time in Germany, you know, like Hasselhoff covers or anything like that. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> I hope that he has. I really do. <laughs> I hope that that's what he, I hope that that's exactly what he's doing over there. It's like really harnessing that awesome synth goth stuff. Yeah, KMFDM covers or yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been listening to lately? Let's see. You know, when we're writing, I try not to listen to stuff because I, for some reason, I I mimic things if I listen to it too much. Mm-hmm. But I have been listening. Uh, to Kevin Morby quite a bit. Really enjoyed his his latest record, Sundowner. It's a really really solid record. Mm. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a, there's a, some local KC bands that I've been really getting into. The Shy Boys. Shy Boys. I don't know if you've heard of them. Okay. Yeah. Really good. Listen to them quite a bit. And uh, just for like right now, if I do if I am listening to music, it's mostly for production purposes. So right. And I think that Dirty Projectors are kind of the kings of that. So I I listen to a lot of Dirty Projectors right now. Mm. And then I also kind of, I like to throw back, I'm looking at my final records here. Oh, yeah, we're just on top. I've just listened to Rumors recently, Fleetwood Mac. Mm, nice. I got uh, Neil Young, Harvest. Yeah. That's what else. Let's see. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I right now I'm just, I mean, for new stuff, nothing nothing really new at the moment for me, minus that Kevin Morby album, Shy Boys. Mm-hmm. But uh, Phoebe Bridgers, listened to her quite a bit. Recently, too, her new stuff's really good. But yeah, you know, I can go back and forth. I mean, I, I'm a man of all genres, too. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing a lot of um, DIY artists. Mm. 
in which uh, a lot of them are doing very, very well. I, in fact, I know that like Kevin Morby, uh, that's what fascinated me about him. I don't know if you guys know Kevin Morby, but he he's uh, he's actually from Kansas City and he moved to New York. Uh, he dropped out of high school, moved to New York and lived there for a while, kind of networked. And then and then he kind of went all over L.A. and, and uh, Portland and all that. But he's back in Kansas City now. And I had just recently listened to him on Rhett Miller's podcast uh, from Old 97s. Okay. Uh-huh. He was really uh, do-it-yourself for, for many, many, many years and very successful at it, you know. Didn't really have much of a label support. And then finally, you know, after however many years he was doing it that way, he uh, he signed a Phoebe Bridgers new record label just recently, and you know it's just that's that that might be the way that music is going to move forward. You know, you just got to figure out how to do it yourself, meet the right people, and if you sign to a label, you can't really expect much except for just getting that exposure because that's really what labels are now. It's like oh, you know, they're a great band, but also they're on sure this label, you know, or that label. Yeah, yeah. Or platform is what yeah, it's going to be. Platform. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's it's weird. I mean, like we were talking a, a few months back with uh, some young promising artists out of uh, Paducah, Kentucky, uh, Sharp Star, Logan Hill, Ethan O'Daniel, shout out. But, you know, we were trying to talk to them relating as these old ass guys, you know, about the scene in, in Paducah. And they're like, we aren't aware of a scene. We just, we went straight online. Yeah with everything we did and instantaneously we had followings in different countries in Europe and then here and then, you know, and it's just like all over the place. And, uh, we were like, where do you tour? And they're like, well, I don't know that we have to, (laughs) you know, we're just going to sell records all over the planet. And it's just like, it's, it's so bizarre from our perspective, from our standpoint, being old dudes. It's true. I don't know that I like it either. I kind of like it though. I don't know. There's a connection that's lost there, I, th- I think, for me. Yeah, you know, you know, because that's the thing that I think so many people connect to music in different ways. You know, I we hear so many times from fans like there's you have some fans that are like, oh my gosh, you know, like Lessons is your best album, and the reason why is because when you put headphones on, it's like you know incredible, and I listen to it when I am doing this or that, and I sh- and you know. I'm, it's like, you know, sounds amazing. And then you have other people that are like, yeah, the reason we love your band is is because of your live show. I mean, that is it. Like yeah. Watching you live and playing the energy live. And, you know, so I think, you know, yeah, everybody just connects to to each artist differently. Some people, it's, it is just listening through headphones and so other people. It's it's going out and seeing them sure. and play and, and see what they got. So. Right. I'll tell you, one of the things that I love about you guys is it's one of the few acts like everybody in my family can agree on that we're all going to like listening to. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no bickering over it. Oh, nice. Like, I, okay, I know I, th- I can throw on some ha-ha tonka and nobody's going to bitch. That's good. Right. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> so that's a high praise for my house. It is. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Well, I think one of the things, too, that you might – favorite things that Matt said about Ha Taco was like first discovering you years back and being like, well, they're from West Plains and I don't want them to suck. They better not suck. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was, and I told that, yeah, I told that to, yeah. to Lou. I get that. And then he listened to him and he's like, oh, thank God they don't suck. <laughs> I held off. I held off. I heard about you guys and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Ooh. And it, it was like a big, like stressful no, thing for me to like finally check it out because if I didn't like it, that was just going to be so disappointing. Well, and you know, and and knowing West Plains, if you didn't like it, 
we would have heard about it and we would have not. Somebody would have said, Matt does not like your band. We'd have been like, well, it's it's amazing that you guys you know were able to still capture that essence and that feel of the ozarks and then mix it with with rock yeah you know and that's that's always been an inspiration for us is there's so many interesting things that are happening and people and like uh-huh. horrible things like drugs obviously and right and it's just there's a lot of there's just a lot of stories, you know, the way that people look at the world is so different. Sure. You know, in certain parts of Missouri. It really is. Paradise lost in some ways. It's true. Yeah. And it's very fascinating, you know, especially when you dive deep into, you know, how religious some people are and or, oh, yeah. you know, how involved they are in their in, in these crazy politics, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting crazier. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm worried. I'm really worried about a lot of my friends and family down there because they have just I know. gone off the deep end. And they, I know they think I'm crazy. That's the thing. It's just, you know, the way that the, the world is working right now, especially in Missouri, is that <laughs> the separation is so far apart. Right. And at one point, you know, there was a time and place where we could all get together no matter where you were from or what you believed in. Right. And you could go and you could watch a live show and have fun with each other. And hopefully that will come back this year. Right. That's got to be kind of hard. Yeah. For you guys, though, just kind of straddling that line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would imagine like, you know, please tell me if there's something we talked about in this that's going to isolate you or, you know, fuck you up with an audience because I don't want that for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and like I said, I think people really love to just come to our shows and watch us play and mingle and have drinks and have fun, you know, and not worry about what's happening in the world. That's the whole point. Right. You know, we might sing about those things, but you know, when you're at a live show or one of our live shows, the whole point is just to, is to be with each other. You know, it's a, this we're humans, let's be human and let's just have fun together and, you know, forget about our differences for, for a night, you know, and just, you know, embrace, embrace each other. Right. Right. And I think it's, I think it's so erroneous and it's so wrong to just kind of discategorize that whole region no. as just being, you know, full exactly. of ignorance or, or, or whatever, because it's just such great salt of the earth people and such strong people absolutely, yeah. who have come through so many things in, in a strong oral tradition, a strong musical tradition. It's a shame to see it corrupted in any way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you also don't want to dismiss it because it's, uh, like I say, I, I moved to the Ozarks when I was about, uh, 17 years old or so, 17, 18 years old. So I've lived in Missouri most of my life, but it's a very unique place. And, uh, it's just almost a, you know, magical place. If you want to put it that it's just, it's unlike anywhere else, mm-hmm. you know, even compared to Appalachia and other mountainous type regions with Southern people, I think it's, uh. I hope we don't lose the Ozarks to that. Yeah, because yeah, I have a lot of family members too, you know, who oppose my political views and uh, my religious views. You know, sure. I think you learn in Missouri if you're an open-minded person, you learn to deal with those emotions and those people, and still, you know, love them and right, can still be friends with them. Like that's okay. It's okay to to have different opinions. Just know what. Uh, not talk, not to talk about basically in different <laughs> situations, you know, right. just then and, and yeah. try to focus on the positives and 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 find out why you do have a connection and 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 really focus on them. Right. 
And growing up there, I think I can probably get away with smack talking more sure. than most people probably get. I mean, I grew up there. You got the yeah. badge. Yeah. Right. You know, I can deal with it, but it, it's really, I, I'm feeling those minds closing more and more and it scares me. Mm. It's like my grandfather used to say, he said, don't talk motor oil and religion. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he threw motor oil in there. That's true. (laughs) Good advice. He was a Southern Illinois guy, but yeah, excellent advice. Still, I do it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll always be a Yankee down there, though, I think. Oh, yeah. To a degree. It's home. I love those people. I don't want to live there anymore, but I love them. Yeah. And I love the area. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I view it as well. Like, every time I I enjoy visiting West Plains. Uh Yeah. For you know, three three four days at a time, if possible. Right, and then you know, just then you then you leave, and that's that's great. Right. <laughs> that's my personal opinion. You don't have to stay. Right. Well, and I know one thing that I can say to this day is I know that the best people down there have adopted me. There you go. So, yeah, it's it's not the worst of them by any means. It's the best people down there, and I can see that. So I always have a special love for that place. Of course. All right, what what time's kickoff tomorrow? 6.30? 5.30, I think. 5.30, so 6.30 Eastern? Yep. I won't miss it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll be geared up. Oh, yeah. I've got my lucky jersey. Yeah. yeah. I've been wearing the same sweatshirt every every Sunday. So I'll make sure if they're on the goal line, I'll go outside <laughs> for a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what always happens. If I go outside, you know, put the dog out, have a cigarette, whatever, that's when they're going to score. So, yeah, we'd appreciate you doing that. Yeah, I'll (laughs) do that for everybody. If you want to sacrifice. It should be a good game. I'm I'm confident it should be a good game. It'll be entertaining for sure. I mean, Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. Yep. They say that it's it's Pat Mahomes like this is the game for him. Yeah. Because if he loses – he can't become the greatest of all time, Pat Mahomes, because he lost to the to the greatest of all time. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> but if he wins, he's got time. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's not going to be able to. Tom Brady's been beat twice by Eli Manning, That's not true. Peyton. That's true. <laughs> Eli yeah. in the Super Bowl. So That's I, a good point. Well, I think the way they're saying is that he could catch him in stats eventually. Right. But yeah. Let's just yeah. say that you know, ten years down the line, whatever. They're even stat wise. You can always come back to, yeah, but he lost to Tom Brady. I, I think the there's same. a good chance. <laughs> at, at the very least, you can say if he wins, it's going to be a huge boon and boost to his oh, career yeah. as far as mom's. Yeah, because yeah, he needs more money. He needs a lot more money right now. You know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Right. He's got a baby. He's got, <laughs> you know, he's got a baby coming. Right. Have you got your Mahomes Crunch yet? My Mahomes Crunch? What is this? That, no, what is that? I don't, what is that? Hy-Vee's got his own breakfast cereal. It's like I didn't know that. Oh, that is, I did not know that. <laughs> I like Gavin Crunch. They came out with it last year, and then they brought it back this year. And this year, of course, you know they're marketing it. This year, they've got like they they make a collage. So on the back of it, you've, you got to buy like eight boxes to get the full effect. <laughs> awesome! Right. Oh my god, I had not heard of this. I'm gonna have to go pick some up then. With my beliefs on superstition, I guarantee you, if I eat Mahomes Crunch in the morning, you're gonna lose. <laughs> so I won't. <laughs> I've got two boxes of it in the house, and I won't. Oh, I won't open the boxes because that'll be my Facebook picture. Eating me some Mahomes Crunch, <laughs> and then sure enough, you know they'll take yeah. it. <laughs> 
and I look like an idiot. <laughs> I think there's a good chance he can catch Brady. Like, look at it this way. They were one, like, literally D4 being a couple of inches over mm-hmm. the line, mm-hmm. this being the third Super Bowl that, was that they went That ridiculous, man. It's true. And, you know, if the Dems can take Georgia, yeah, you know, shit, anything can happen. That's true. <laughs> Since he started, he has done nothing but go to the AFC Championship. Yeah. It's impressive. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. It'll be an exciting game. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that a good place to wrap it up? Probably, unless, uh, Brad, you got anything else you want to plug or drop? Uh, Let's talk uh, where people could buy your shit. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Bandcamp, uh, what's a good spot? I mean, right now, you can go to hahatonkamusic.com. We got a web store on there. And actually, there's not a lot going on there right now. I think we just have a few t-shirts. As soon as we're finishing this record, we're going to just load that baby back up. Right on. But you can get all of our vinyl, all of our CDs on hahatonkamusic.com or you can head over to bloodshotrecords.com and purchase um, vinyl and CD from them as well. Yeah, I've been loading up. I've got lessons. I've got Death of a Decade. Yeah, I know some of them are extremely limited. I don't know. like Heart Shape Mountain on vinyl? We do have Heart Shape still, but I think all the other um, records we may be sold out of vinyl. Bloodshot may be the only place to get vinyl for some of those things. Yeah, I'll definitely head over there, and everybody else should too. Absolutely. Listen to some Hatanka. Amazing shit, guys. Really good. Looking forward so much to hearing the news. If you want to drop some, you know, previews or pre listens our way, we're always happy to listen. Yeah, <laughs> we can keep a secret too. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do that as soon as we have uh, something that's that's pretty close to done. We'll see what you guys think. Right on. Yeah, I love it. Thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to Undetermined, the podcast with uh, special guest Brett Anderson of Haha Tonka. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure, guys. Hopefully we'll see you this year at some point. Yeah. Yes. 